Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello and welcome to Cornerstone Conversations. Uh, my name is Matt Koenig, Assistant Pastor from, from Cornerstone and, and with me today, as, as usual, is Senior Pastor Neil Wright. How are you going, Neil? I am going very well, Matthew. Excellent. It's, uh, it's been a few weeks since we've been together. Both of us have, have been yeah. a little bit, um, uh, what's the word, busy? Absent. 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 Yeah. What have you been doing in your absent Well, time I now? went down to Canberra yep. and I drove back to Darwin with my daughter and two cars and wow. yeah, it was great. We had wow. another driver as well. Yeah, great. Yeah, it was good. So it was a long, long trip, but it was nice. That's it. Yeah, and you yeah. didn't have any border crossing issues or anything no, like that? nothing no. like that. No. no. Only they're checking for fruit into South Australia. That was the oh. biggest problem. But we didn't fruit. have any. Yeah, yeah. Free flies a problem. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, but that was it. Yeah, Apart nice. from that, great. Awesome. And, yeah. yeah, so I wasn't here and you weren't here. I, was, week, I wasn't here. I was, I was um, away with my son having an operation in Adelaide and that went well and I'm back. Hmm. Um, had the privilege of sharing the message on Sunday, uh, yeah. which was some stuff that God put on my heart before going down to Adelaide, but then also while I was away as well, there was some challenging things that I had to had to go through and, and that was really the theme for the message on Sunday was was how do we respond in those in those moments of challenge uh, where things get hard and those times where we want to just hide away or you know throw our hands in the air and say I've had enough I'm done um, and so a majority of the message was spent looking at the story and, and experiences of Elijah um, in the Old Testament and just looking at the way that he responded to the different challenges that he came up against and, and basically I just gave a summary of, of all of the different things that he experienced um, that we read about in 1 Kings 19. Um, you know, the, the fact that he, he uh, brought about a drought um, because of the actions of King Ahab who was the king at the time and, and then how, how God had hidden him away and sustained him um, both through, um, you know, while uh, the ravens bringing him food every day and then, and then living with a, with a widow and her son with, with what was one loaf of bread worth of ingredients left when he turned up and, and, um, you know, and then, and then following, following God's prompting to, to challenge the, the priests of, of Baal to, a duel to see who was the one true God and seeing God come through miraculously in that space and, and then, you know, revoking the drought and, and superhuman strength to run and in front of a chariot and all these amazing things that, that God enabled Elijah to do um, and then comes up against the circumstance where, where King Ahab's wife, Queen Jezebel, who had, who had brought about um, the worship of Baal and, and the Asherah poles, basically threatens his life. Um, and it says in 1 Kings 19 verse 3 that Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. And then the next verse it says, I've had enough. Um, and then goes to the extreme of, of asking God to take his life. Um, that's a whole series of, of challenges and some, some different responses in, in those. Um, thoughts on, on those, Neil, at yeah. all? Yeah, well, yeah, challenging life sometimes that's for sure mm. it's interesting though in verse three he fled for his life because he wanted to save it and then verse four yeah take my life yeah <laughs> it's like pretty 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 up and down yeah. and i guess we're a bit like that sometimes and 
Yeah, I, I just think, you know, those of us who have been Christians for a while, we, we probably know the stories of Elijah mm. and the amazing miracles he did and the power of God that was shown through his life, yet the Bible says we're just like him. Yeah. Or he was just like us, basically. He was just like us. Yeah, yeah. 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 Had the same emotions, turmoil, and all those issues, yet yeah. sometimes in our mind we think, that, you know what, I'm not the perfect Christian or I'm not powerful enough with God or, you know, we feel so inept and inadequate and yet we look at someone like Elijah and he was also like us, you know. Mm, mm. Situations affected him and I think, you know, we can try to not let situations affect us but sometimes they do overwhelm us and I think I just love the stories basically like in the end, just how God was still with him. Like yeah. he wasn't looking for God, really, when he was yeah. running away or you know trying to find strength in God. He was exhausted, fell asleep, and and I think you just talked then about God giving him a meal and sustaining yeah. him. You know, yeah. and it's like sometimes God just does that for us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And yeah, it it does go on that that God sustained him, mm. gave him some meals, and then he travelled to um um um. Mount Zion, yep, the same mountain that Moses was at when he got the Ten Commandments. Maybe that was a place where he felt like he knew that God was going to be and mm. and a place of safety away from from uh, Queen Jezebel who was trying to kill him. And yeah, I just love the the fact that you know God it, it enabled him, gave him the sustenance to be able to get to that place of safety. Um, Mm. You know, and and then it's at that point that God questions him and says, he actually says to him, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, um, you know, and that just really points to to who God is, the the faithful God that He is, the the love that He has for us, and and the ability to sustain us, and mm. and I guess put up with our humanness that we have at times, where we we maybe do lose sight of of who God is and all that sort of stuff, and we allow. Um, our experiences and the challenges that are before us to to sort of um, overwhelm our ability to see past yep. that stuff and to see what what God's doing and and I think the the big challenge for me in, in all of that is just to be reminded of, of God's faithfulness in that and the yeah. fact that He is there and that that we can turn our eyes to Him uh, and He's He's ready and waiting. To, to be involved and to, to work through the situations yeah. um, for, for his purposes. Yeah, and, and I mean, again, we look at that story, you know, like God had just poured down fire yeah. and destroyed all of Baal's prophets. Why is he running? Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why didn't you yeah. just go, hey, God, what about this one as well? You know, yeah. like, I mean, th- that sounds <laughs> a little bit like whatever, but... Seriously, he'd seen God move in such a powerful way, yet mm. he was still running away. And there's no doubt we get the same. We get these times in our life where we're we're exactly the same like that. We're like we've seen God work before, yeah. And somehow we've sort of drop our memory, like you just said there, remembering mm. what God has done. Because then another situation comes up, and it's like, wait, God was faithful in the past, and He hasn't changed. He will do it. He will help us he will give us victory if we just trust him and, and mm. stand in his word yeah um but yeah i think to like sometimes we because we get in those situations our immediate thing is to try and deal with the situation which is fine rather than just take it to god first yeah you know, and yeah. try and deal with it in our own strength yeah 
instead of going, well, wait a minute, God, you have been faithful. Let me come to you first. I mm. need that comfort. I need the reassurance. I need the reminding of who you are. And what better way than to actually spend some time with him and actually go, right, I need to lock myself away for a bit here. Mm. Um, but but also a continual conversation with God. And I think you've talked about that before. Like with our prayer, it's not just this time we take, but it's that continual conversation and continual understanding of who he is. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think you're right too. There's a, there's a real importance in in making sure that we have time set aside to actually spend with God, mm. um, you know, and that's a that's a choice that we have to make. Um, yeah. And you know, when when we face those challenging situations, there there is a choice that we have to make that whether you know whether we allow that situation to completely overwhelm us or whether we enable God to be part of that and we draw our attention to Him and mm. and you know just you know when when those really big things sort of come up being in that space of actually taking time out and actually going going away and being alone in God's presence and just spending that time in prayer and committing that to him and you know God God turns up in those moments mm. and and I don't know about you but I've always experienced his peace um yeah. in in those moments like he's faithful he's I've, I don't think I've ever come away from something like that where he hasn't been there I've felt like I've, yeah. I'm lacking um yeah, and, you know, to, say the same. to to people outside the situation, sometimes that can actually look a bit weird. Yeah, you know? that's true. And, 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 uh, and they almost want you to panic or be yeah. concerned or yeah. frantic or out of your mind. Yeah. And that's not an appropriate response is to trust God. It's not yeah. appropriate at all. No, that's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's right. really it, weird, it, isn't it? It is weird. It is yeah. weird. Um, but again, that's just a testimony of, of who God is and his mm. his... Uh, generosity and provision for what for what we need, and yep. you know, I just love the fact that he invites us to be part of the the plans and and mm. and and you know the the future that he has for for everyone. Yeah. Um. And you know, and that, again, that's a choice that we need to make that that decision to go go in that space. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you? I guess have you ever experienced? A challenging situation like that, where where you found your attention not on God, or oh yeah, yeah. I guess both. Like it's it's you find the situation, and, and I feel like generally, I, I really do trust and believe in God for mm. everything. I really do. But when I don't, I'm horrible. I am a disgusting person. Do you know what I mean? You're like <laughs> you just yeah. you just sort of get angry at people. Yeah, you just want to vent everywhere and, and things mm. like that because you're just not trusting God with the situation. And, <laughs> yeah, so definitely, you know, definitely. And and I think really the hardest situations are not so much for myself, things that I'm going through or outside things, but when they're personal and close to home, when people attack your character and things like that, I think that's probably the hardest thing. And yeah. yet, like when we look at, at the life of a Christian, it says that we should actually rejoice when we are persecuted for doing the right thing, mm. you know, for, for living for Jesus. And um, that's not an easy thing to do no. right? because we, we want to justify everything and, you know, we, we understand our heart, but not everyone's going to understand our heart. And, and Jesus said it, you know, well, I've suffered persecution. Don't think you're going to escape it. Mm. Um, so I guess that's the hardest times is when you're just starting to go, well, wait a minute, you know, those things that are being said aren't true. Why is it 
you know, why are they saying this? And and not to just trust in God and that he is your vindication and he is the one who will stand up for you and just go, you know what, when you look at Jesus, he, he stood as a lamb to the slaughter before going to the cross. He didn't say a word. And he had all these accusations against him. He just didn't say a word. Mm. There was a purpose for that. Other times he stood up and, and said things. But, you know, it's it's those times when you really need to go back to God so much and just let him actually feed you and nourish you and yep. look for you. Because we, we, I don't know, sometimes it's almost like we think that God's not going to come and find us mm. unless we go looking for him. Yeah. But like I said, Elijah wasn't looking. He just woke up. Yeah. And there's a meal. Yeah. <laughs> God's come. Yeah. And sometimes in our hard times, I think that we just have to rely that God is still looking for us. Even Adam and Eve, they'd sinned. And the first thing he did was come down to the garden and say, where are you? Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. You know, God, God is that God of relationship and he... Mm. He is he is always there and he's faithful and, and nothing nothing is gonna change that and it doesn't matter mm. you know what we've done or or how far we've run. You know, like I just I just love that example with, with the story of Elijah. You know, he he runs mm. for forty days and forty nights mm. and 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 God is there. Yeah. You know? Um, and that sort of moves into that psalm you're reading out. Yeah, yeah. So Psalm Psalm hundred and thirty nine. Um I'll just I'll just quickly read that. Or do you want to read it now? You can read it now. Oh, sure. I've got such a good radio voice. You do. <laughs> oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest station, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Yeah, what a, what a great mm. promise and, and just example of, of God's nature and, and how he is so interested. Mm. And involved in in who we are and, and what we do, and, yeah. you know the the fact that you know he goes before us and he follows us no matter where we go. His hand of blessing is on us. Yeah. Um, you know what a what a great promise. You know the the fact that we can never escape from his spirit. You know we have yeah. we have the gift of his Holy Spirit in us and we can never escape from that. Yeah. Um, you know, and so. You know, again, really, it is, the choice—the choice is up to us as to whether or not we rely on God and we turn to Him in in those moments. Mm. Um, there's no there's no questioning as to whether or not He's going to be there and ready to respond to what we bring to Him. You know, yeah. and and you know, I, I guess that's it is it is a, a a physical choice that we need to make. Yeah. Um, you know, to to turn our attention away from situations and. And to God, and, and you know that doesn't mean that the situation is going to disappear. But in the process of doing that, we find His sustenance, we find His peace. You know, maybe we find His His wisdom, and 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 He gives us the things that we need to say, or maybe the things that we don't say. You know, yes. there is, as you were saying before, there is that time for silence when, yeah. you know, you just got to let things go, and just sit 
and, yeah. and let it be, you know. Yeah. Other, yeah. Just, yeah, what a what a great encouragement. Um, yeah, for always, us. always with us. Yeah. Yeah, so, Matt, are you going to read out a prophecy? You had a prophecy that you had. Um, may as well read it out. I I'll, I'll read it out. Yeah, so this was um, uh, a word that, that God gave me as I was, as I was traveling back home at this moment of of uh, miraculous peace as, as I was flying home with my son and and just, yeah, God put some stuff on my heart that I wrote down and, and shared with everyone. It just says this. It says, the people of, of Cornerstone will be known and are known for their love. Uh, but more than that, the people of Cornerstone will be known for their generosity. Those who don't know me will receive and know me through the love and generosity of my people. And I am calling you to be people who love just as I love and be generous just as I am generous to see this city transformed. This is, this is not about making a name for yourself. This is not about making a name for Cornerstone. This is about declaring my name, the name of Jesus in this city. Yeah, good one. Good challenge. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. You know, just to be to be in that space of you know that that whole whole thing of of that people. You know, as we go about the things that we do, that, that people will come to know who God is because of the way that we love and because of the way that we are generous with the things that we do. Um, you know, the fact that he's calling us to love the way that he loves us mm. um, and to be generous the way that he is generous with us, to be, to be in that space of just um, journeying with people and, and being there and providing that sustenance. And, yeah. you know, and again, it's not, it's not about us as individuals being the best that we can be and that I mean that's that's part of it but it's not not because we want to be famous or anything like that and it's not about making a name for for our church not about making a name for Cornerstone but it's about making a name for for God yeah um making a name for Jesus in this city and and just seeing this this city completely transformed you know I think sometimes we get stuck in this mindset of you know we're all about just establishing our church and it's about coming together on a Sunday morning and sitting in the walls and, you know, mm. isn't that great? But no, there's, it's so much bigger than that. And, yeah. you know, you and you and I have been, uh, I guess I've been, I've been challenged by that more recently as we've, as we've worked through some, some vision and mission mm. stuff. And just, just again, being reminded that it's not, it's not about Cornerstone. This is, this is about transforming our society around us for yeah, God. Exactly. Um, and, and we're just one of those churches yep. that are working for Christ in this city, That's it. Um, which is great. And it's funny, I just remember hearing a story about an a NFL coach, I think, in America, National Football League, and he would not let the players put their name on their jersey because yep. he said, this is about the team. Yeah. And that's sort of what that sort of speaks to me, that it's, you know, it's only the name of Jesus that we want glorified in this city. Yeah. Um, we want to be... Working for him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Yep. Oh, well, that's all I've got. You got any other other amazing words of wisdom to share with us today, Neil, as we wrap up? Nothing or? at all. Nothing at all. No. Well I've run out of wisdom. Oh. <laughs> maybe next week. I better read James. Maybe next week we'll have some more wisdom. <laughs> Thanks for joining us everyone. Until next time. See you later. <laughs>